Hello and welcome to this special mini-series for International Development Week. Each day we'll be looking at different areas of our work to give you an update about how the pandemic have affected these and what changes we might see in the future. And today we're focusing on our theme of gender justice. And I'm speaking with Anne Gregora, who is the International Programme Coordinator for the Anti-Trafficking and Modern Slavery Department. Thank you, Anne, so much for coming onto this podcast and talking about gender justice, which, as we know, is one of our thematic areas that we focus on for our international development work. Now, gender justice, it's a huge area, isn't it? It involves domestic violence, intimate partner violence, um, early child marriage. You're specifically focused on um, domestic violence and sexual exploitation in, in some of those projects. I wonder if you could give us a, an outline of uh, what you're working on in, in Argentina and the, the Salvation Army in that territory. Yeah, thanks Ben for opening up the conversation on um, COVID and gender justice because it is a really important one. And as you said, the, the theme covers quite a number of areas of um, particularly when a woman has experienced violence. Um, and we do have a project in Argentina, so in the South America East Territory, that focuses specifically on domestic and intimate partner violence. And I think like everybody has been aware, especially here in the United Kingdom and Ireland, um, that many people referred to domestic violence as a shadow pandemic to COVID. Um, and that's because even here we saw an increase in rates of domestic violence we saw that women all of a sudden were unable to seek help or able to leave um, abusive situations. And we have also seen that around the world. Um, and, and it's something that we've also seen uh, in the work that the Salvation Army is doing in Argentina. So along with, with the Canadian Territory, we support a court in Argentina to run a domestic violence support program for women and children. And this program offers group therapy for women who have experienced violence. And these groups are run under the guidance of a social worker and a psychologist. And alongside these, these groups for the women, there's also a sports group for children who are either in these, in these families or, or in other families who may have violent households. And the primary focus of, of this program for the children is, is to break the cycle of violence and to help children who live in a violent household uh, process the violence they're seeing. So this program's been running for a number of years, uh, but when COVID hit, we definitely um, saw some changes in the program because Argentina, like we did, experienced long periods of lockdown. And this meant that both the women's groups and the children's program could no longer meet face-to-face. -face. This meant that women could no longer seek support um, particularly those women that were in our groups could no longer meet as a group, could no longer support and encourage each other. Um, and this had an impact on their recovery progress and, and their mental and emotional health. So I, what the, the team in Argentina did to combat um, the lockdown and the impact of the lockdown, the social worker actually moved really quickly to support the women online. And she created a WhatsApp group and um, the group started just meeting online and communicating with each other online. Um, and and they, they all reported that this was incredibly important for them during the period of lockdown. But what also happened, Ben, um, is that the core had to quickly adapt to um, wider impacts of COVID, which included people running out of food supplies 
And so the Corps actually started providing emergency food packs in the community. And what happened was through the distribution of these emergency food packs, the Corps came in contact with a number of women who were experiencing domestic violence. And they came through this because when the women would come and pick up the food, they would have conversations um, just to understand what was happening in, in a more wider holistic context for those women. So there were so many women that actually the, the core program was able to open a second group for women. And this group, now that they're able to meet face-to-face, um, is continuing to this day. That's fantastic. What an amazing way to, to be able to adapt. And I think that's, that's one of the challenges, isn't it, that we're all faced with having to adapt to COVID. The pandemic has really exposed so many inequalities in terms of how people are, what their context are and what they're faced with every day. But amazing to hear how that, that program has adapted and the, the offices have responded. You've also been supporting some work in Bangladesh. And I wonder how has COVID affected the work there that gen- around gender justice? What, what, have, what adaptions have had to take place in Bangladesh? And what does that look like? Another context, another situation entirely. Um, so in Bangladesh, we support a program along with the Salvation Army in the Netherlands for women who are in the sex trade in Jashore. And Jashore is a small border town um, that borders with India. And in this, in this town of Jashore, there's a well-known street where there are three brothels side by side. And the Salvation Army actually for over a decade now has rented out an office opposite these brothels. And and the work that the Salvation Army has done has been been on a real journey um, with the women who live in these brothels. So, but I think the heart for us in this project is really looking at the fact that any any of the women in these brothels, no matter how they arrived there, are currently experiencing a gender injustice um, through sexual exploitation. So very similar to Argentina, very similar to the UK, Bangladesh also experienced long periods of lockdown. And what this meant for the project was that staff were physically not able to travel to the office um, and often meant that they wouldn't be able to visit the women in in the brothels. Um, And I think a huge piece of this project and the work that the Salvation Army does is through relationship with these women. So a big piece of work is is helping the women to... um, to be in touch with their self-dignity and their self-worth that that then allows them to see ways to leave the brothel. But obviously with the closing and the lockdown, this meant that it was a lot more difficult for the Salvation Army workers. Um, But they actually came up with a brilliant solution and a really um, clever way of working. So they started partnering with the government and other local NGOs and agreed to start offering emergency food packs. And this actually meant that they could again, have access to the brothels and to meet with the women. So the government did provide some emergency food. And then when that ended, the Salvation Army stepped in and were also providing some support. This meant that there was that we had the permission to be inside um, and to continue to give the women the encouragement and the support that they needed. But what actually also happened over this period, because the brothels were closed, um, the, the team there saw that there were actually a number of women who left the brothels. Um, And from our current understanding, there's there's both really a positive, there's a positive side to women leaving the brothels and a real negative side. So for some women, um, they left into what is known in Bangladesh as the floating trade. Uh, And this is where women are no no longer um, being exploited in the brothel, but they might be exploited in a home situation or a hotel situation or on the street. 
Um, and as you can imagine, this leaves them with very little protection and an incredibly dangerous position. Um, but for us, we were encouraged by some of the other women who left the brothel to return to their communities. Um, and once movements much more accessible in Bangladesh, they do intend to go back and meet those women and, and find out how they're doing back home in their communities. The team in Bangladesh um, will continue that they've built an increased amount of trust with the women over this time because where the women felt that they were left with nothing by the government and left with very little to look after themselves, um, the Salvation Army really stepped up at this point and, and showed that they were there for them. Thanks, Anne. That's really helpful. Amazing to hear how things are going in Argentina and Bangladesh. What, what incredible, resilient women and officers and staff that, that are there fighting this gender injustice. It's a privilege to hear about it. Thank you so much.